Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1235 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. The package has arrived. We had to go through the hotel operator in Vegas, which is never a good thing, because sometimes they don't want to let people know where they are. Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Creek Resort Casino, joins us right now. Elliot, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing, bud? Good. So, back-to-back birthdays, two nights in a row in Vegas, eh? <laughs> yes, yes, it was uh, quite a couple of nights. You don't need a lot of reasons to have fun in this town. You know what? They, they've got a captive audience, and for me, that's part of why you know the fan experience has been so good for visiting teams, right? You go to Vegas to cut loose. You go to Vegas yes. to have a great time. You know, you might be drinking a little bit earlier in the day, uh, with the exception of those of us that you know drink Baileys and coffee at 9 in the morning. Yes. But of you know, course, you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying. Like the, the people yep. are pretty. It's kind of like a college football crowd that's out there tailgating before the games, and it's a good time. Yes, yeah, and it's fun. Like they have, um, uh, they have a nice little. They have a nice little event tonight um, from the Bellagio Fountain. I think that's a fantastic idea, and uh, I know that they're trying to take a pretty big swing for if there's a game seven in terms of the entertainment and uh i don't know what they're i've just heard they're trying to take a really big swing at it in case we come back here so i like it i you know i think it's a lot of fun i know some people don't like it i think when the puck drops the focus should be on the hockey but if you can you know do something fun before that that fits in with the city and this is city can be the cheese of all cheese uh i'm really good with it i've liked it i've had a good time are you surprised that the Washington Capitals grabbed a hold of the series? Yes, I, I am. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of things. I, I think number one, uh, you know, Vegas had you know steamrolled people. You know, they they lost what only three games in the first uh, in the first three rounds. And generally, if you look at the uh, the Capitals, they're the team with the history of playing. I think they've played what. 12 straight six-game series, which is a record. I mean, for them to be in a position to win a series early, um, that's extremely rare for them in, uh, in under six games. All right, Elliot. And, with, sorry, I cut you off there. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've been amazed. I mean, they're good. I don't think we realized how good they are. All righty. Switching focus. 
Yep. When you have all what happens in the Stanley Cup final, a lot of times, like like you're there in Vegas, and you might not travel a lot during the course of the season, but you yep. have all the different outlets, uh, certainly in Canada, that are well represented, and so. Yep. People talk to people, and I am yep. getting the sense, Elliot, and I, I I make light of The Bachelor because every year it's like, oh, no, this is going to be the year there's lots of movement. And we did have significant movement the day Taylor Hall got traded for uh, uh, Adam Larson because, of course, yep. PK. But I'm getting the sense that over the next three weeks, it really could be the most dramatic rose ceremony uh, of all time in terms of potential movement. We could see some significant movement. Carolina's a wild card. The Islanders are now a wild card. I'm hearing Buffalo's yep. a wild card. St. Yep. Louis, could, are you hearing the same kind of thing? Yeah, I think that's very fair, Bob. I mean, uh, you know, if we look now, there's less stuff happening at the deadline. You know, there's fewer and fewer big moves. And when do you get a chance to reset? You get a chance to reset around the draft on July 1st when your cap situation clears up a bit. I mean, if you remember last year, look what we saw. We saw a trade with uh, the Rangers and, and uh, Arizona. You know, Stepan for the seventh, Stepan Ron's the seventh overall pick. We saw that big trade, Sod and Panarin with, uh, with uh, Chicago and, and Columbus. We saw Chicago and Arizona do the Jolmerson deal. You know, I think there's a lot going on there. I, I think now the draft in around July 1st is the time that teams can, you know, really do and, and fix their situations and or at least take a run at doing it. So I think more, and you take a look too, like what's the best trade deadline acquisition of the year? It's probably Michael Kempney. So I, I think you're going to see that. Uh, devalued a bit is the key place to do your business, and now that becomes around the week between the, the draft and July 1st. So I do think you're going to see a lot of movement. I think there's a lot of discussion going on out there, and uh, I'm I'm really curious, and I'm looking forward to see where it heads. All right. Uh, does the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights, an expansion franchise, a team that has you know, come together quickly, and obviously they've done a lot of the right things, and they've got real good middle-tier players, but does that perhaps illustrate that you don't have to sit there and patiently team build and accelerate the process? I mean, Carolina, Ron Francis was very uh, slow and deliberate, right? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe that played a factor in him ultimately uh, losing the job there. Some would say, well, the ownership change was the major reason why. But you know where I'm going here, right? Because Vegas has shown you can win in a hurry, why don't you take a shot at it and try to win in a hurry? Um, you know, I, I think that this is a really unique situation. I, I don't know how much you can really look at this and say, this is the way we're going to do things. But I, I think the one thing, Bob, that I, I do believe now is it's very difficult to pick year to year who's going to be a contender. You know, this is a league where you get a, a quite a bit of turnover uh, every year between who makes the playoffs and, and who doesn't. You know, if you take a look at, you know, for example, even your Western Conference, how many people before this season would have said, you know, Chicago wasn't making the playoffs? How many or Edmonton. Would have said Edmonton wasn't going to make the playoffs? Yeah. And n- next year, it's going to be the same thing. There's going to be teams that come out of nowhere. And I think what this tells you is that if you draft and develop well in the, in the National Hockey League, even if you miss the playoffs one year, 
there's not necessarily a problem with coming back and making the playoffs again the next year. I, so that's kind of the way I think it goes. I think the lesson to be learned is in the NHL, if you draft and develop well, a recovery is quick. All right. This is an Edmonton show, so let's focus on Edmonton. I don't believe yeah. the Oilers are trading the pick unless they get overwhelmed with an offer, uh, and I don't think Edmonton. I don't think Edmonton, given uh, their cap position, are going to be major players in the pricier free agents. So if they're going to make changes, it's going to be contract in, contract out. I'm going to ask. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about where you know. There's been a little bit more talk about Milan Lucic yeah. over the last couple of days. Is it, I mean, he's got a full no-movement no clause. You know, it was a pretty bold move by Peter Shirelli to sign him to a seven-year deal. Uh, yep. We have had... There was criticism leveled against that deal, uh, mainly by the analytics types, but even by some of the guys that hated the analytics types uh, yep. when it first happened. Is, is it at all possible that he could be, end up being in play here? Well, this is what I can tell you about Milan Lucic. There was a rumor going around uh, a week ago that... Uh, that he, maybe he might have asked for a trade. And uh, I was told that was not the case. I, I was told, I asked somebody, and they told me that he had not asked for it. But I believe that there has been some conversation about, you know, is there a way that this can be worked on to make it happen? Um, so, you know, I, look, I, I think this. Like, obviously, everybody's really frustrated uh, after last year. I think that, you know, Lucic is is a guy who um you know was frustrated obviously the fans are frustrated and look some places when when things aren't going really well they're very difficult to be in and that's just not you know i've got enough trouble in vancouver i don't want to get into the same i don't need the same uh what about toronto we'll get to that in a second keep going yeah well i don't don't need the same fire in edmonton that i created in vancouver i just think as everybody knows in the canadian market if you're not performing well and you're a player, it's not easy. You right. can't escape it. So I do think that there's frustration. I do think that he would be open to the possibility um, if the Oilers and, and if the Oilers and him work together. I, I think there's, you know, there's a chance that that could occur. But, Bob, you, you know this, and you kind of just alluded to it. The issue here is not Milan Lucic the player. It's Milan Lucic the contract. Yeah. It's a difficult contract to move. It's buyout proof. He hasn't played well. Um, you know, I think all of that, it's a huge obstacle in, in the way of any potential deal getting done. So, um, you know, I, do I think that his name is coming up? Do I think that he would potentially be receptive to something? Yes, I do. But do I think it's likely to happen? I think it is an extremely difficult trade to make because if, if someone is taking their contract from you, what are you getting back? And I, I, sometimes I think the best thing to do is, is there a way that you can work with Lucic to improve wow. the game? as opposed to do this. Elliot, I will tell you, uh, I have spoken to two different members of the Sports Corporation over the last 48 hours. Yeah. And both individuals said the first 10 things that happen have to happen for Milan start with Milan. Yeah, I think that's true. Right? Like, he's got I think, that's the, I think that's the way it is with most people. Right. Yeah, most good people. That's how they are. All right. Yeah, uh, so You look in the mirror before you look at anybody else. Oh, and I'm so disappointed with each and every passing day. Uh, <laughs> but No, no, Bob, this is what you have to say. This is the line you have to give. I can't wait till tomorrow. You know why? Why? Because I get better looking every day. 
Is that well? I, that, that would not be true. Um, <laughs> remember Billy Crystal and City Slickers, where he's looking at himself. This is as good as it gets. It's not going to get any better after this. Uh, <laughs> or was that Harry Met Sally? I can't remember. Um, how much uh, interest would Oscar Clefbaum have out in the marketplace? Oh, I, I think he'd have a lot. Yeah, so I, I do. do. I, you know, he's got a great contract. Um, you know, I don't know if he's a third. To me, Oscar Clefbaum is a lot of what the Oilers are. Like, like I have Oscar Clefbaum, for example, in my media hockey pool. And, you know, two years ago, 13 goals. This past year, very difficult yep. year, even, and he was playing hurt. I don't know if Oscar Clefbaum's a 13-goal scorer, but I think he's a pretty good player. So do I. And I, he's locked in. You know what your cost certainty is going to be with that guy. He's, like, like to me, you know, I didn't like, I've made it very clear uh, on your show and, and elsewhere that I just didn't like the whole thing around him last year. I thought it was weird. You know, other players on other teams were telling me they could very clearly see how hurt he was. The whole thing just didn't make sense. Um, and I didn't like the way it was handled. So, but I am a Clefbaum guy. I think if you wanted to deal him, you know, people are always looking for D, right? Yeah. D locked into a contract like that, Bob. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, I, think I agree. A lot of value. But All I right. Keep Let's do some quick hitters. Uh, not that I'm yeah. going to ask you to comment on comments that John Shannon made. But what is going on with... What did Shannon say? Uh, Brennan, can you pull up uh, John Shannon on Austin Matthews and Mike Babcock? I believe it was on... What's the radio station? Buffalo WG something? WGR, yeah. Go to WGR's website and Brennan will pull it up. But basically, uh, that it didn't sound like the meeting went that well. That's kind of how he was quoted as saying it. Is there? Have you heard more on that front? Is there something... Well, you know, the one thing... The one thing I do think is I had a bit of a chat with someone in the Leaf organization about it, and you know they said to me that you know being a great, becoming a great player in the NHL, it's not easy. You know there are ups and there are downs, and there there are disappointments and there are successes. And you know last season ended as a, as a disappointment um, in uh, in um, in Toronto last year, and for Matthews, um, you know the, part of this they say is 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 the natural thing of coaching. You have to challenge your guys to be better. And I think what some in the Maple Leaf organization would like to see is, you know, Matthews to take that as a challenge or to push back a little bit um, and not just say, well, I'm not happy with the way that I'm being coached. And I think there is something legit to that. The one thing I think about Babcock that's really interesting is some of the guys who know him from Detroit have said to me that they think it's really interesting that whether or not he had a family vacation planned, that he took time to meet with Matthew so quickly after the season. Because most coaches you know, wouldn't necessarily do that. They give their player time to breathe. And they thought it was um, a, really, a really good thing because it shows that Babcock has, has changed a bit, he understands the situation, and he realizes that you know, Matthews is a relationship for him that has to work. I think you know, I think both of those guys have to bend a bit. You know, I do think there was some frustration from Matthews, but without talking to him, it's difficult for me to say, Bob, if it was frustration because they lost and that just overpowered everything else, or it was frustration from, um, you know, it was frustration from the way he was coached. It, it might just be, you know, one of the same, okay. really. I don't think, Bob, it has to be a big deal. But I do think that the fact it's out 
we'll put a big microscope on those guys next year. All right, Brendan, do you have the exact tweet that went out with it? What was the quote? Yeah, Shannon says Babcock and Matthews had their meeting in Arizona about the direction of the team moving forward. I keep hearing the meeting, or meeting rather, didn't go very well from a Babcock perspective. Interesting. You know, I mean, we'll find out. Yeah. Like, I haven't spoken to, uh, I haven't spoken to Matthews. You know, I don't bug guys during the summer, really. I haven't spoken to Babcock. Um, I, I guess we'll probably find out to see how it goes next year. I think the one thing that'll be interesting is, you know, I do think Matthews would like to play with Marner a bit, and I think that that, whether or not that happens, will probably be a true indication to where we're going. Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Creek Resort and Casino. The River Creek Resort and Casino, that's right, and they've got blood, sweat, and tears with Bo Bice, June 29th, and Nazareth, August 10th. All right, Elliot, uh, so let's, let's take it one step further, a little bit south of uh, Toronto or I think it's south, to Buffalo. You know, Jack Eichel, pretty important player for that team. Um, is is Ryan O'Reilly, and we heard two things. We heard some, you know, that maybe Eichel wasn't the biggest fan of Rasmus Ristolainen, which, I, I, you know, I'm That's hearing this. That's a new one to me. I, I yeah, haven't heard yeah, that. Yeah, to me, that just sounded strange. But Ryan O'Reilly's situation there, has, that, yeah. has the fact that the Sabres won the uh, lottery changed things, or what's going on there? No, you know, I just think that the one thing I think that the Sabres guys have got there last year, especially in Botterill, I don't think they realized how big the job was. Okay. You know, and I think the biggest thing that they're worried about is that, you know, like Alex Nylander was a, was a first-rounder a couple of years ago. That one is not trending in the right direction. Nope. Um, you know, and I, and I think they kind of look at some of their guys and they're like, you know, we don't have a lot here. And... You know, O'Reilly admitted he was frustrated, and I just think that what you know is that it's hard to find centers, Bob. And, and you know, even though O'Reilly's contract, it's, it's a bit like Lucic's in the way it's structured. Number one, he's playing better, and number two, I just think because of the position, you're going to find people who want that. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. I think that's what it is. They're testing. He's a hell of a player. He's, yeah. a, he's not a great skater. But he does yep. all the other things, Elliot. And he's competitive. And his teammates love him. Yeah. They love him because he's unselfish and he does the crates a little. Like Nugent Well, Hop- you know, it's interesting. He had some battles in Colorado. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing I would say is this, is that I think Botterill feels that their dressing room isn't great. Right. And, you know, sometimes you look at that and you say, okay, it's this guy's fault, and if he gets traded, it must be his fault. I don't know if that's the case. I'm just saying that I think he's got value, and they're going to find out what that value is. All right. Uh, quick hitters for you. we got about two minutes left with Elliot Friedman okay. for the River Creek Resort Casino. Here we go, Elliot. Here yeah. we go. Uh, John Tavares, uh, give me a percentage that he re- uh, re-signs with Lou Amarillo in uh, New York with the Islanders. I, I, right now I'm going 50-50. 50-50? We're all guessing. All right. Who would lead the charge if he becomes a UFA? Who wouldn't? Okay. So you'd figure everybody in the league would find a way to be in on him. If, if he wants to go to you, what are you doing? You're saying no? No, you're like, okay, we'll clear out everything. Also, don't forget, Bob, you can go 10% over the cap in the summer. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. I think there's a decent chance he's going to the Islanders. Okay. Especially if Tavares ends up there. Especially, I, I think he's part of the pitch. Arthur Staples said yesterday he could see Jordan Everly being in play. 
if uh, they got Tavares and Kovalchuk being done. That that would be interesting to me. Yeah, I could see that. You could see that. I'm sure Lula Amorello didn't leak that. Phil Kessel traded? Uh, yeah, I think there's a decent chance. Yeah. Okay. Who's Montreal going to get for center? I wouldn't be surprised if they take a run of Paul Stasny. Okay. And I am really, and I think in a lot of ways the draft could start at number three with Montreal's pick. So for a center, or they draft just Barry Kotkaniemi, or like I will tell you, Bob, there are teams who have told me that they think that he's putting up smoke screens and he wants one of those defensemen. Hmm. Um, but he's going to have a lot of options. People will try to move into that spot. I can't see him moving out, but I can see him moving a little bit down. Um, and plus, also, I, I think there's some real interest in Pacioretty. Uh, who would be leading the charge on that front? Uh, Pacioretty? Yes. One team that one team I think is going to get a score this summer, so they could be in on Kessel, they could be in on, on him, would be the Kings. Yeah, and you've mentioned uh, Jeff Skinner to the Kings in the past. Just one more thing on the Islanders, if they strike out on Kovalchuk, just a reminder, assuming that they get uh, Tavares done, they have an 11th and 12th overall pick. Yes. Montreal could, I mean... I'm, that might be too low for the Canadians. Fair enough. Because, yeah. you know, I, I was under... It would not have surprised me in the year that Nurse went 7th if the Canadians were pitching patch ready at that time, Elliot. Yeah, that one makes a lot of sense. Right, at that going back to that 2013 draft. All righty, uh, where are you going to be next Thursday? Next Thursday, well, home... Next Friday, sorry. Next Friday. Next Friday, I will be at home. It's um, it's my kid's last day of school is next Friday. So well, Brendan's going to be... Uh, we're doing the Claire Drake celebration. By the way, there are a lot of people coming from uh, the hockey community oh. around the league oh, on okay. Thursday at the University of Alberta. Then I'll be at an event on Friday. So Brendan will be looking after you. Thank you for flipping uh, show dates. Have a safe trip back. And for your sake, uh, all right, make the call. What's going to happen tonight? Are we going to have a game six or not? I think I think Washington has proven they're the better team, but I think tonight Vegas comes out with its best game of the series. Great stuff, thank you, Elliot, for and your it time. It looks like and it looks like your uh, your old oiler David Perron is back in tonight too. Well, uh, that's interesting. Do you think? Oh, I'll, one more quick one for you. Do, yeah. do they sign both Neil and Perron? Do they sign uh, neither, or do they end up with one of them? I think they both have. I think they both go to free agency. Good stuff. Thank you, Elliot. All right, buddy. Take care. That is Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey on Rogers, 1256 in Edmonton. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now of New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. We're running up against break. Uh, Well, at one o'clock we'll have a global news weather and traffic update with kyle morris come back with al may longtime television broadcaster of the washington capitals he's probably a pretty excited guy right now this is orders now
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.